For more resources, visit rym.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, We're talking to Rev Dev. Um, Reverend Devin Kahn at uh, Highlands Prez in Ridgeland, Mississippi. Um, yesterday we talked about uh, his frequently asked question, uh, which was kind of relational issues and students kind of bashing other people and just some of the guidance he gave there. So if you missed that, I'd encourage you to go back and check that out. Um, today, Devin, um, and, and I guess letting people in a little bit on behind the scenes, I've said this before, but I've sent emails out to a lot of different youth workers getting, gathering questions. Um, and so sometimes it's just random questions from other youth workers, but this one was one I think Devin had shared, um, and, and a frequently asked question he gets from students, um, dealing with salvation is how do I know I'm truly saved? Um, and I think that's, Something that's extremely common uh, for most youth workers, they're going to be dealing with that question in some way, shape, or form, and really um, adult believers you know, struggle with this as well. I mean, doubting is common uh, to Christianity. So, Devin, when you have a student say, how do I know I'm saved? Uh, where, where do you begin with that? Uh, I first begin with, that is a great question, and thank you for asking. Um, because it is just too easy to play the Christian game and to assume. And a lot of our kids that we have at our church have grown up in the church. They've been around Sunday school their whole life. And so it's just so easy to assume that because they are present physically at Sunday school, at church, that means they are presently Christians. Um, And so I'll just say... This is one of the most important questions you could ever ask and ever wrestle with. And I hope that you uh, don't let this question just go by, that you really do think about it and you really do come to some answers uh, of this great question. How do I know that I'm saved? Yeah. And I I think, too, I mean, just something you said right there reminding people of, of the context you're ministering in, uh, in Mississippi, you know, those who are outside of the Bible Belt listening to this. Um, it is. I mean, it's a fairly common practice. Yeah, for everyone goes to church around here. Everybody professes faith in Jesus Christ. And so, um, yeah, it is good to welcome this question. It can be refreshing to say, okay, wow, here's a student that's actually thinking about their eternal standing before God um, and, and contemplating it, thinking about it. So, yeah, kind of welcoming that question, appreciating that question. Um, yeah, I think that's a, a good start. Yeah, and I even say things to try to get them to ask that question um, where, you know, in a Sunday school setting, I'll say things like, uh, if you're a Christian here this morning, and I don't assume that all of you are, or if I'm more bold, I would say, if you're a Christian here this morning, and I don't think all of you are, um, and that way, just again, that that seems harsh or that seems uh, a little herky jerky, but to them it kind of wakes them up and asks 
themselves, wait, am I one of those ones he's talking about right now that's not a Christian? So I try to say things in my lessons often where they know I am not thinking everyone in here is a Christian. Um, and I'm saying as much. And so, um, and sometimes it works. Sometimes they <laughs> start thinking about that question. Well, I, I think that is, I mean, that's, that's wise. I know, like you said, some people could say, well, that's a little, you know, judgmental. That's a little harsh. Um, but it is, especially in our context, I think is, uh, you know, so many good churches down here uh, take the discipleship of children very seriously. Um, and, you know, there's, and, investing in, you know, good Sunday school curriculum and um, classes like communicants classes where they're going through learning more about the faith before they make a public profession and things like that. Um, but sometimes, I mean, the, the critique on that is, you know, you raise uh, raise up children that know all the right answers and they just kind of have this false assurance and they just think, okay, well, I, I answered all the questions right and I got through and I've joined the church. Um, so I think it's it's important to just say things like that, um, because again, we are dealing with eternity here. Uh, so we've got to be uh, cautious and be raising, you know, youth that are discerning uh, in their salvation. I was smiling a little bit as you were talking because I thought of a student who uh, recently gave her life to Christ, and she was talking. That she's been one that's grown up in the church, and uh, she had shared with me how she went through communicants class, you know, a couple of years ago and went through it and, um, you know, appeared to be a Christian then. Um, and she just shared with me recently, yeah, the reason why I went through is I, I really wanted to take communion. I really wanted that bread and juice. Hmm. And, and, you know, a girl who's been seeing it passed over her for so many years, and I want to be a part of that mm -hmm. and not really understanding what it's all about, but, man, just wanted to be a part of it. And then sharing later, yeah, I just wanted the bread and juice. And now I realize that I wasn't a Christian, even though I went through communicants class and all of those things. So I was thinking about that while you were talking about the student who does all of those things and yet is not really a Christian. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I'll, I'll, I'll confess, I mean, that was similar to my, my story too growing up. I was just really interested. Why do these people get grape juice and bread and... Um, that looked appealing to me. So that's kind of uh, initially why I was I was pursuing that at seven years old. Um, so, uh, but but yeah, what what are some other areas you, you say that okay, kind of large group setting? Um, you might make a statement of I don't believe everyone in here is a true believer in Christ, and so trying to do that to get them to analyze their own heart to be more discerning. Um, you know, when a student does come up to you and starts asking this kind of one to one, where, where do you go with that? Yeah, this is one of those questions, like most questions, uh, where you just listen carefully, you ask lots of follow-up questions, and you, again, you try as, hard, as best you can to get them to communicate what's behind the question. There's, there's definitely something behind that question, uh, whether it um, might be sin in their life, uh, that they just can't believe that they've done this certain sin for the hundredth millionth time. And now all of a sudden they're thinking, well, maybe I'm not really a Christian. I've had that experience personally. Uh, there's lots of reasons why they could be asking that question. Um, the guy who wrote the book on this, who I think did a great job, and I've used this book before, is 
uh, Donald Whitney wrote a book called How Can I Be Sure I'm a Christian? Uh, the subtitle, What's the Bible? What the Bible Says About Assurance of Salvation. Uh, and I've used that book as a Sunday school material before just because this is a question that either students are wrestling with or they should be wrestling with. Um, and so he lists, I think, as many as nine reasons to doubt your salvation. Uh, one of them is, you know, maybe there's sin in my life that I haven't repented of. Uh, he also lists things like, uh, maybe I'm not sure because I gave my life to Christ when I was seven years old, and I'm not sure if that was real or not. Uh, maybe it's a suffering that I'm experiencing right now. Like, why would God do this to me? I'm not sure if I'm loved by him. Uh, why, why would he put me through all of this? Uh, and so, I mean, the list goes on and on. There's lots of reasons they could be asking that. And so the first goal would be trying to get to which of those uh, the student has in the back of their mind as they say, how can I be sure I'm a Christian? Uh, so I would, that, that would be a place where I would start. This is one of those where you have to listen. And if, they, if they're not able to communicate, you go down some options. Is it more that there's, you know, this sin in your life and you keep doing it and you just can't believe you did it again? Or is it more maybe you're just going through something really hard right now? Maybe your parents are getting divorced and you're just wondering, does God really love me? Because it seems like he doesn't. So it's almost where you have to guess uh, because that's really important to get at that. Uh, and that will lead you where to go from there. Uh, so that's where I would say to start. Yeah, I, I think that's some some excellent wisdom uh, just to, to not – I mean, to, to dig a little deeper, uh, to go back and, and say, okay, wh- where's this question coming from? Where is it, uh, you know, where are the origins uh, of this question? And I think, you know, pointing out that book by Donald Whitney, I've not gotten to read that, but I've I've seen it for sure. And kind of look at some of those major, you said there are nine questions, is that right? I believe there are about nine doubts or reasons why someone could doubt their salvation. Okay. That he that, that, that could, yeah, that could, <clears throat> I'm sure, yeah, he would state that's not an exhaustive list, but that's uh, some good framework to kind of think about. And as you you said that, I'm thinking about um, RYM's conferences. I know Joey Stewart um, does a uh, Assurance of Salvation elective every summer, and I know he has Donald Whitney's book on the book table uh, just as a, a book to use, um, you know. And so um, that's also just a resource, too. If you, you know, go to rym.org slash conferences, you can find the audio there and listen to to Joey's elective on that. And that could give some, some good thoughts and advice for other youth workers. Um, well, Devin, any, any other advice on this question before we close this out? Yeah, there's another book that's interesting on this called stop asking Jesus into your heart by JD Greer. Uh, and this book is really good for the kids that have grown up in the church, or if you're ministering to students that have grown up in the church, uh, where they go to lots of trips and conferences and retreats and they've gone to Sunday school and they've kind of accepted Jesus into their life and then they start doubting and then they accept Jesus in their life again. And uh, one of the things he points out in that book is um, it's not about the past. So for the student who's you know worried about their eight-year-old confession uh, and praying the sinner's prayer and wondering at the age of 13 now if that was real. Uh, Was it real that 
at eight year old at eight years old I accepted Jesus in my life was that real and so he he says in his book which I think is helpful that uh, don't worry so much about if that was real or not real when you were eight uh, think about where you are today what what's true about you in the present um, do you presently love God is there any real love for God in your life today do you have any real desire to obey him today, to live for him today, to worship him today? Um, and again, uh, you may even want to throw in the word real because it's, it's easy to say you love God, but uh, you know, to, to throw that word in there gets them to think, um, what is your experience today? And, it, and again, it does not have to be, my love for God is amazing. My desire to obey God is good, but is there any desire? Um, because we know from scriptures that if we love God, if we have any love for God, that means that he first loved us. Mm -hmm. And so we can rest in that. Uh, we can take confidence that God's love for us comes first. And if that happens... If that did happen, then that is why we are experiencing this desire, however small, however weak, uh, this desire to love him. And so that's that's a good question to ask students. Do you presently have any real love for God? Hmm. Um, yeah. Do you presently have any real desire to obey him and follow him and listen to him? Yeah, I think that, yeah, just again, some... Some good advice there to, to not focus so much on the past. Think about the present and, and, and you're looking at evidence of the Holy Spirit and the fruit that he will bear, you know, in your heart. And I think one other thing that's coming to mind before we leave this is, you know, being cautious of us being the ones to give false assurance, you know, um, that if a student comes to us with this question and they look distraught over it, you know, our knee jerk might be to, to relieve them of that, you know, um, fear and worry and doubt immediately and just give them this false assurance. Oh, I'm sure you are or whatever. Um, but to get them to, you know, wrestle alongside them, to remind them of, you know, God's grace to sinners and God's love towards sinners and he's merciful and welcomed repentant sinners. Uh, we definitely want to highlight that, but we don't want to quickly uh, just give them this false assurance or get them to really analyze their heart and dig down deep on that. Um, so, Devin, a lot of good stuff here. Anything else to say? Yeah, just two quick things. One, I would encourage the student wrestling with this, um, is that it's just really easy to focus on yourself and focus on your own weaknesses and your own doubts and your own failings. Uh, but as Donald Whitney points out, is that our confidence that we are Christians comes not from within, uh, but it comes from the message of the scriptures. It comes from God's promises. It comes from God's truth. Uh, and so, you know, our confidence is never in ourselves on why we're a Christian or could we really be a Christian, but it's in God and his word. Uh, and so the message of Christ and of salvation is in the scriptures, and that should be our primary source of confidence that we are Christians. Um, and so, and, and, and the other thing is, and this is the second thing is this is our confidence that we are Christians is something that we have to fight for. 
It's something we have to pursue. It's not something that will just happen without any effort of our own. It's something that we have to go to the scriptures. We have to hear the gospel. We have to uh, sit under the teaching of God's word and communion and uh, singing and prayer. And in 2 Peter 1.10, it says, Therefore, brothers, make every effort to confirm your calling and election because if you do these things, you will never stumble. So it's something that we need to pursue. And where do we pursue it? We pursue it in the scriptures, not from within, but uh, from the character of God, the promises of God, uh, his faithfulness uh, and his love. That's right. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, that's only done by the power of the Holy Spirit and his work in us. But that's why, you know, it's called the means of grace. God has means of working grace into our lives. And um, that's communion with him uh, through his word and prayer. And so vitally uh, important uh, for any believer. Uh, well, Devin, this is really good, really helpful. Thanks for this. 